Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Michael Jackson's Thriller Album. Stories in the Room. This is Michael Jackson's Thriller Album, Stories in the Room. Join film composer Anthony Marinelli, who programmed synthesizers for seven songs on Thriller, and A&R veteran film producer Stephen Ray, who assisted Quincy Jones and was in the studio every day with Quincy and Michael. Michael Jackson's Thriller Album, Stories in the Room. I'm Anthony Marinelli with my longtime close friend and co-host, Stephen Ray, bringing you the real stories directly from the talented people in the room with us during the making of Thriller, the greatest selling album of all time. Let's welcome and share stories with loved recording and mix engineer Matt Forger. His vast resume is highlighted by a long, important relationship with legendary engineer Bruce Houdin and iconic producer Quincy Jones. His wide-ranging album work with Michael began on Thriller and continued through everything else involving Michael. In this segment, Matt tells us that no one had a greater work ethic than Michael and that he studied many great historical figures. We also learn how important dancing to old and new songs was to Michael as an artist. He was a rhythm machine that could dance all day long. It's hard not to think of Michael as anything other than highly gifted, supernaturally talented. But when I ask you, what did you learn from him? You, you went into the well, a whole thing about preparation. So somebody that has all that is still willing to put that kind of level of work in to the detail level that you're talking about, every rhythm, every background, every ad lib prepared. That had a better work ethic than Michael. And if you knew Michael and you knew what he did every Sunday of his life, what he did was typically, I mean, if it was deadline time and we were in the studio, we'd be in the studio. Even when we were in the studio, he would do a juice fast. And if he was at home, he would be in the room above the garage Mm -hmm. and he would dance. And he would dance and he would dance the entire day. He would keep himself and his body in tune. Now, it is my belief that uh, dancers and choreographers are not normal, mortal individuals. Uh, They feel and relate to music differently. I mean, they they feel things they cannot prevent their body from moving. And Michael was one of those people because the way he felt music was so... uh, I I mean, when you start, basically, if you start when you're six years old and you dedicate uh, your life to being the best that you can be. Yeah, he was a he was a rhythm machine. I mean, he really was. I I remember very clearly uh, doing the recording of the record. He would go out in the lobby, and the, the right there, not on the carpet, but on the hardwood, you know, lobby right outside the desk there, and he would dance. He would take twenty minutes to a half an hour. If if you were changing reels or doing anything with the multi tracks, yeah. and we had downtime. That's what he would do. Yeah. He would go dance and he would bring his big, you know, blaster 
and he would dance to other people's up-tempo songs, other artists. Yeah. And so his commitment to, because, you know, they're vocalists, you know, and that when they perform on stage, sometimes they dance, sometimes they don't. He was constantly rhythmically in sync with himself. So he didn't go outside of that person when he was in their studio. Cause that was a complete, yeah. that was a part of his whole, to your point, that's who he was as an artist. He was a singer, songwriter, dancer. Yeah. And that's, and he, he didn't separate those things even when he was in a recording studio. And he was always moving when he did the vocal. He danced all he the time. He was moving around yeah. and you can hear him breathing rhythmically. Yeah. That's why I call him the rhythm, rhythm machine. And I remember being at the house with him sometimes on the weekend and we would just be sitting around and he'd just be yeah. in the kitchen with Catherine dancing. <laughs> But he also studied like the masters. I remember talking to him about he Fred Astaire. Everybody. He was a huge well, fan. James Brown, Astaire, you know. Gene Kelly. Yeah, Gene Kelly, Sammy. Every, uh, everyone. Yeah. If they, if they danced, Michael studied them. Yeah. If they created music, Michael studied them. Yes. If they made films, Michael studied them. If they were industrialists uh, who uh, were uh, successful, he studied them. If they were inventors, he studied them. He studied everybody who achieved a degree of success. In fact, one of the uh, things Michael said to me was, he said, one day we were working, and he said to me, you know, uh, Tom, Thomas Edison is somebody who's, who's never, never gotten his, his uh, credit that's due him. And I said, and I grew up, you know, reading Tom Edison's biography, and and uh, at, at one time I was I was a, a tourist and we toured his uh, Florida home, and I actually got to sit in Thomas Edison's chair at his desk, and it was like, oh my God! It was like I was a little kid. I was twelve years old. Uh, uh, that was that was like a, a, an inspirational. So when he said Thomas Edison, I said I can't agree with you more. He said, "Think about it. Think about all of the inventions of Thomas Edison's. Think of the electric light bulb, uh, moving pictures, sound recording. The entire entertainment industry is based on those three." Uh, those three discoveries. Now, Thomas Edison may not have been the very originator of each one, but he is the person that uh, effectively brought them to the forefront because uh, the thing that Michael appreciated most that Thomas Edison created, he said, and his best invention of all was the research laboratory, which is why Michael always considered the studio a laboratory, a laboratory uh, where you explore sound, you ex explore music. He had a quote from Thomas Edison on, on the wall of the Havenhurst studio. Yeah, he sure did. That uh, basically, it was, it, was, it was a long quote. Boiled down, it was, uh, uh, success comes from 1% uh, inspiration and 99% perspiration because this, is, this, is, this represented the, Basically, my, this is what Michael uh, learned, and, and he would he would learn these different things from from these different people and say that that's a, that's a there's a teaching moment there there's a lesson to be learned, and this is what my whole life has been, is 
being able to work with people and have all of these conversations with, with uh, Michael uh, about uh, people who were inspirational and, uh, and in some cases with Quincy and, and Bruce. And, um, you know, every, it's like every time I'm doing something and I'm with someone and there's, a, there's this creative thing, it's, it's, uh, uh, it, there, there, there's a moment to, to learn from, from what's happening. Maybe something falls into place that you didn't expect or some mistake happens and you go, well, that's great. You just learned from something that's an accident. That, that's a cool thing. I got to remember that in the future. Uh, this is, this is like, you know, you're, to me, my whole life is a series of learning moments and it's, it's, it's not stopping because I, I, I mean, I'm pushing in the head in what I want to pursue and in music and, uh, I just, I want to enjoy life. It's very interesting though, what you said about Michael, because I think in the legacy of music, it's not always about like reinventing a new scale, you know, a new set of notes to work with or something that's completely new, but it's, it's like going back and then reassembling what was before you. And that's like Edison was able to reel in a lot of this stuff. It's not necessarily, the art isn't always just creating something new for the sake of newness. It's reassembling what's there already and presenting yeah. views of life in different ways. And it's, it's great that you said that about Michael, because that's kind of what musicians do. Because we, don't, we, have, we have to look to the ones before us to learn style and rhythms, comes from different places in the globe, comes from different time periods. And then the great musicians of our time assemble everything in a new way that came before. So it's like a, a new lens on it. But we're not like necessarily inventing something out of thin air. You know, it's the same stuff, but we just make it come to life in a different way. So, and it takes work to do that. And, and, oh, yeah. and you, put Michael, you put Michael in a laboratory and then, you know, you kind of got to run But he always wanted lab. to hear something that hadn't been heard before. Uh, you know, just sounds. And then he would incorporate those into, into uh, things that he would uh, write or, or rhythmic things. And it's like, uh, it's like uh, Quincy said when uh, Quincy was studying with uh, Madame Nadia Boulanger in, in Paris. Yep. Um, uh, it, it, it's, there's 12 notes. And everybody get, has the same 12 notes, so you have to learn everything about how to use those 12 notes and everything that has come before you, so you know you have a basis, basically of, of a stepping off point. Because uh, so often you can take something uh, in terms of a reality and deconstruct it and then build something. And when you do that uh, topically, in, in writing a song about something, maybe you have a new viewpoint about something that emotionally people haven't been exposed to that and, you, and, and people react like, oh, oh my God, that's, that's, that's like, I've, n I've never heard that expressed that way before. And, and Michael was very good in exploring those things too. Well, there's only so many stories out there. And it's who's the storyteller. Yeah. So, you know, we want to hear Michael's story. Yeah. But we're all telling the same story of humankind. You know, there's, yeah. what is it, like I mean, every stories artist, or something? The, the beauty of it is every artist, the evolution of every artist is, is different because of their interpretation of those 12 notes. And Quincy talks about that, yeah. you know, how they can be voiced. The, the 
thousands and thousands of ways to voice those 12 notes, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that you get into that when you, when you, you study music theory and you, you know that very well, Anthony. Um, it's the evolution of, uh, Thomas Edison was critical to the evolution of what became... Technology. Right, exactly. Yeah, but he was uh, also very aware of the fact that he was doing things uh, that would affect humanity. As was Michael. M Michael was, uh, at that point, um, I don't think Michael had quite as much of a, uh, um, let's say, a, 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 uh, the viewpoint of humanity in as much as he did when he did We Are the World. Join us for the next episode of Michael Jackson's Thriller album, Stories in the Room, with your hosts, Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. Watch our extended interviews on youtube.com forward slash at stories in the room. Audio only interviews are available on all podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Stories in the Room. For the latest news and links, visit the website, storiesintheroom.com. This podcast is produced by Christian D. Brune and David Wolf, recorded by Autovita Studios. Additional recording by Ben Rackless. Edited by Jay Spang and Sean Hedinger. Music by Anthony Marinelli and Stephen Ray. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.